0: Hello everyone. Welcome to the Lifestyles Medicine podcast. In the last episode, we took you to part one of a talk on plant-based nutrition for cardiovascular diseases by given by Dr. Shane Williams. Today, we will hear the conclusion of his talk, where he shares more stunning research on the powerful effects of plant-based nutrition for cardiovascular diseases. We hope that you are blessed. Uh,
1: I will talk about Ornish, which of course uh, has you know, their work, and Dr. Esselstyn from the Cleveland Clinic, Ornish from UCLA. When I was in training, when people would mention Ornish, uh, it was also, it was often met with a sort of, yeah, whatever, like maybe the results are real, but even if you can, uh, even if it is real, can anybody really stick to an Ornish diet? Again, I think it's heavily dependent, and alluded to here earlier, that our first step needs to be education, and education of the general population. It wouldn't be good, you know, the alcohol process didn't work. It's not good to ban red meat, because people will find it somewhere. And it might be on the back of my hide, so I don't want to do that. So don't want to ban it. But we've got to educate the general population. And I find in my small practice, if you spend time educating people, the cynical physicians next to me say, oh, they won't change. They won't make a difference. When you educate people, I'm often very surprised what commitment people are willing to make to dietary habits and their lifestyle. Are you going to make everybody super healthy if everybody knew exactly what to do? No, If every, lots of us got Bibles on our shelves, but we don't follow it. So the point is, just because we know ideally what to do is not the solution. But if you have a group of people who are not properly educated, or worse, getting your education from, from social media and, sorry, CBC, then, um, <laughs> then you're going to have a whole bunch just confused. So Ornish had a small group, but showed very, very uh, strongly that his ability to change the actual coronary stenosis, which again was always the holy grail in cardiology, how big your narrowing is. Well, like many stories, we realize on the further study, how big the hill is is not near as important as as how unstable that plaque is. And so you could have a 90% narrowing in your artery, and it may be very calcified and not particularly at risk for rupture. The thing that's dangerous could be the 20% narrowing that's very soft, has a very soft top plaque, could rupture and, and kill a patient. But this is an important outcome. And the five-year follow-up, in terms of, uh, in a very small number of studies, but showed a very high, uh, much higher ratio of cardiac events in patients who didn't follow the diet. This is some of the results here. I mean, one of my favorite people in this whole area, uh, now made famous uh, as a movie star from Forks Overnights, is uh, Dr. Caldwell Esselstyn. He's a, a lovely person as well, and, and I'm honored to host him at an immersion uh, down in the Caribbean, which I'll tell you about. But uh, just a solid, solid uh, man. And he did an interesting 12-year longitudinal study. Again, small numbers of patients, 24 were entered. He asked Cleveland Cardiology to send them patients. Careful for what you ask for. He, he, asked, he asked him to send him sick patients, and wow, did he ever get sick patients. <laughs> Many of these patients were not expected to live longer than 12 months. So they basically were palliative cardiac patients. He followed them for uh, more than 12 years and continues to follow them. And interesting, these were a sick group of patients with a lot of coronary events, nearly 50 coronary events in the eight years leading up to meeting Esselstyn and joining the study. They followed 18. The other six or whatever, I guess, got tired of his military attitude and couldn't follow the diet and went home. But of the 18 that followed and the folks who were compliant, there was essentially no future vascular events. So sorry to use a sort of a tagline for, uh, it sounds like an advertisement, but he effectively made those people heart attack proof. And the one that wasn't compliant, like many of us, sometimes you get a little bit sloppy even if you have a good stretch where you do real well. He actually developed unstable angina, then went back to a plant-based diet, and within six weeks, his unstable angina went away. So if you call that an event, that's sort of like a non-adherence issue, really. He had tremendous results, albeit small. We've all seen these very sexy pictures of improved uh, coronary artery uh, lumens and so forth, and, you know, um, this is amazing stuff. And then more recently, he uh, decided to take 200 patients who recently survived a cardiac event because your risk for a cardiac event is highest when you've had a previous one, which is philosophy for about anything in biology. So he had educated those 200 patients and wanted to answer a few questions. One is, how many people are going to be adherent to his diet 3.8 years out? And the results, the compliance rate was uh, about 90% people were complying with the diet, so this is a doable diet. And more importantly, is how many people actually Uh, what their five-year event rates are. Because remember I told you at the beginning, the number of people who we lose with another vascular event, despite our best, most high-tech, and most expensive treatments, is very high at one in four to one in five people. And uh, the results are, by the way, before that, 112 had chest pain and improved in 104 of those. Many of them avoided uh, the cardiac uh, surgical suite. And, and weight loss uh, was also very significant, not surprising. The major cardiac events, keeping in mind a uh, baseline at five years, about 20 percent and those who ignore diet 0.6 percent. So not good for the drug business. Uh, third, those 21 who weren't adherent, they had a particularly high recurrent event. So this is a sick group of patients. Uh, who survived their heart attack went home on the best medical therapy and had been given the best stents or bypasses appropriate, and uh, just look what what food can do. So I get again my colleagues who say to me, "Okay, but that's in small patients. Yes, but do you really think that if you did a patient, uh, 5,000 or 25,000 patients, that this treatment effect so huge would literally go to you know equipoise and zero zero? Uh, very unlikely. So I think ethically. Okay, and we're talking about, I know I've got to be careful about, you know, value judgments here. But ethically, I think medicine now needs, has, has an ethical responsibility of a, a lot of skepticism thrown to me by my colleagues. An ethical responsibility, and get ready and do your beepers, uh, that to prove that essence data is bullshit. I really think medicine has an ethical responsibility now to prove that this is not such an important, such an important treatment event because the expense, the amount of suffering that could be avoided. Even if the reduction in event rates are not 95 plus percent, maybe it's only 40 percent. That's still the, that would still be the biggest intervention we could possibly do. So this was his uh, results in graphic form. We know that as your cholesterol levels go up, your vascular risk goes up as well, to keep it simple. I mentioned Paul Ridker as when well showed this. And uh, from Dr. Jenkins' work, uh, he was mentioned, the CRP, a measure of in- inflammation. So if, if you got high inflammation and high LDL, that's not the place where you want to be selling life insurance to that individual. <laughs> and uh, it's best to have inflammation and LDL low. And the numbers in between, again, prove that higher LDL, in general, means higher risk of death. We know, and we've been told, and sometimes the public media may even interpret that, my god, this stuff reduces eventu- uh, vascular event rate so good we should put it into drinking water. Yeah, please god, it never gets to that. This was an amazing study, however, that the drugs uh, showed that rosuvastatin did reduce uh, all-cause mortality. But again, despite the use of these drugs, we still get that very high, uncomfortable rate of recurrent events. So I do believe, as would uh, even the small study of Esselstyn's work, many of these patients were on statins. I do believe in the role of statins. I do believe in the role of aspirin. But by coaching people to eat better, what we find is, obviously, their cholesterol levels come much lower. So therefore, the amount of statin dose that they would require would pre- presumably be lower. And the amount of other medications, if you are also got high blood pressure that's poorly controlled, or diabetes, if you can reverse or improve those, then the pharmaceutical load on the patient will be lower. And I'm an ex-pharmacist, so I know how potentially dangerous these drugs are. So I'd like to put pharmacy out of business too, but it will never happen. But at least if we can give them more you know, vacation time. <laughs> uh, this, was, uh, this was one of the studies by our esteemed colleague, Dr. Jenkins, again showing, okay, cholesterol drugs can do it, but can a diet do it? I know everybody here knows that a diet can do it. And uh, Dr. Jenkins mentioned he studied before and showed yes, diet can not only l- lower LDL, but can lower CRP and inflammatory markers. A uh, number of other summary studies showing in people with normal cholesterol levels, uh, they will drop cholesterol as well, raising the idea of what is a normal cholesterol level. Because again, if, remember, if you're normal for Canadian cholesterol, you're probably too high in cholesterol. If you're normal for the amount of gun ownership you've lived in the U.S., you probably have too many guns. <laughs> this is a clinical trial summary of people with high cholesterol, and not surprisingly, it works even, it works even better. This is data from Colin Campbell's son, Nelson Campbell, who started the plant pure uh, programs. And in Mebane, North Carolina, uh, only 16 patients uh, they have, so very small numbers. But in 16 patients after, I think this was 10 days of a plant-based diet. Dropped m- nearly six pounds, significant cholesterol reduction, uh, and triglyceride reduction as well. Um, I always trying to outdo somebody. Uh, we had to we had to then this end as an excuse to go somewhere warm. We decided in 2014 to try and register 43 participants that we got in November, and I uh, had the honor of hosting Dr. Campbell, Dr. Esselstyn, Dr. Campbell's son Tom, and a number of other uh, speakers. To this, to this situation, we did blood work at the beginning. Then people ate their plant based diet in a buffet style each day. We had a great time. And at day seven, we repeated blood work, blood pressure, and weights again. Uh, we had Dr. Campbell's daughter, Leanne Campbell. She's the author of the plant based or the uh, China Study Cookbook. She liaised with the kitchen staff. This was our very tall German chef who was in charge of the kitchen. Uh, this is a, another famous VIP who will be speaking later today, Dr. <laughs> Radhakudi. <laughs> And, uh, and we had a great time. Uh, Jim Hicks spoke, we did some lectures during the day. It was hard to do lectures when it's 26 degrees outside though. But anyway, we, we did it, Tom Campbell talking. Um, it was a beautiful area in Porta Plata, little plug for Porta Plata tourism. Uh, Buffet style, plant-based diets. Uh, by the way, people could walk through the unhealthy food area. So I don't know if anybody went in for chicken wings, but we think most people were fairly adherent. Jim Hicks, by the way, uh, was one of our speakers as well. Notice Jim Hicks is carrying a book here, uh, 10 Billion, by uh, this guy Emmett, I think, who's a statistician and math guy, who is talking about uh, population overgrowth, and he says uh, it's a fairly depressing message. So anyway, one of the books that Jim wrote with a family doctor from upstate New York was this Four Leaf Guide. I really like it. It's a summary book. You can read it in two hours, because again, I think I think what happens is I think the population tends to have a little bit of ADHD. Mm-hmm. We can't have a long, prolonged message, and maybe even if it's perfectly clear scientific research, we've got to condense it down into language that someone like me, a country doctor, can understand and, and translate it into people. So I think this is a really good book. I'm also plugging it too. This is my bias because uh, this is the only book my name is on because he let me give a little uh, <laughs> He gave me a little uh, a blurb about how good his book was, so I guess I'm in conflict of interest, really. But anyway, there you go. And, and Amazon, too. And Jeff Bezos has not paid me to say this. This is Colin's son, Tom Campbell, who's a family doctor in New York. who's doing great work. This is the, uh, uh, the very amazing Caldwell Esselton, 86 years old, like Colin Campbell, out riding his bike every day and, and still, uh, still spreading the message of plant-based nutrition. And most people know who Colin Campbell was. And these are other conference VIPs. Doctor, uh, uh, Doctors Arjun and Shoba, who are personal friends of mine. This is the results uh, in, in Grand Ventana in the Dominican Republic. So remember now, this is an all-inclusive, so there's an open bar. <laughs> so most all-inclusive weight gains are on average about 7 pounds. So we dropped on average nearly 2 pound weight reduction in 7 days. Blood pressure, 8 over 5, which again, the end of the uh, HOPE trial, At the end of three years, the average blood pressure reduction was four over two. So this is equivalent to nearly two blood pressure uh, pill difference. Fasting sugar came down by a quarter, total cholesterol more than 40%, and LDL by 36%. To put it in perspective, high dose statins, if you got a result like this on high dose statins at uh, 90 days, you'd be considered a very successful cardiologist. So this is what food can do in seven days. So like I like to say is food is not as good as meds. It's better. (laughs) <laughs> What's next? This is my Christmas list for uh, what we should have. So this is my uh, appeal to, to smart, academic-based research people like, uh, like Dr. Ganguly and, and Dr. Jenkins. So, um, oh no, that's the end, sorry. I won't talk about uh, TMAO. This is a, an area of research. Okay, we know the red, red meat is bad, but why is it? I think it's important information to, to find this out. TMAO again mentioned earlier that the higher your TMAO level, the higher rate of major cardiovascular events. So the data is, is, is brewing. Another big area, another big reason why people get admitted to hospital, and especially as a cardiologist I see it, is congestive heart failure. So very exciting data emerging, showing that red meat consumption, very strongly linked with congestive heart failure. It's okay. It's okay. Now this is my wish list and my final couple of slides. So this is my appeal to Dr. Jenkins and Dr. Ganguly and all the work they're doing at their uh, respective institutions, University of Toronto, St. Mike's and McMaster. Thank God we have those individuals pushing a plant-based diet and getting behind and helping to help organize maybe more research around this area. Because this is my dream. The wish list is the following. A randomized controlled interventional trial comparing a a no-added oil, whole-food, plant-based diet against a standard American diet, or a standard Canadian diet, which probably is not a chance, is not a short uh, chance that this is related also to sudden cardiac death. (laughs) So I'd say 5,000, but considering the amount of money we could get from the dairy lobby if they didn't reroute the money there, it could be maybe 25,000, maybe five years, $5 million uh, with very intense uh, support for 5,000 patients. We'll look at, put it in perspective, $5 $5 million is 0.1% of the money that the federal government sets aside for the dairy industry this year alone. $3.65 billion went there and an extra $250 million to offset some of the screw ups on the free trade agreement. So $3.9 billion this year, 0.1% would be this. A very easy trial to do. So maybe we could call, we could call our trial, I don't know, the St. Mike's McMaster plant-based trial. You can name it whatever you want. This is my dream, and I think this is what we need. And I think it should be done again because the results in these small trials are so significant. I think it behooves, which is the biggest word a Newfoundlander is allowed to use, <laughs> it behooves modern medicine and cardiology and preventative medicine to say, okay, you plant based diet people, who are often labeled as hippies, uh, your data is floofy and it's in small trials and it doesn't impress me. Okay, well then give us a small trickle out of your budget to show and prove it one way or another. Does plant-based diets make that much of a difference?
0: Well, that concludes part two of Dr. Williams' talk. We thank Dr. Williams for his fascinating information. The boldness and unashamedness of Dr. Williams should be an encouragement to all of us to share the amazing benefits of plant-based nutrition with as many people as possible. Let's join Dr. Williams in trying to help people prevent heart disease. We are going to continue uploading more talks from the Plant-Based Nutrition Conference, so stay tuned. We would like to express our gratitude to the speakers and to the Chair of the Conference, Dr. Zara Kassam, for permitting Pathways to upload these talks so that our listeners can be blessed by them. In return, we encourage you all to share this information with your family and friends. To watch video versions of these talks, please go to the official website of Plant-Based Canada. It is www.plantbasedcanada.org. This podcast is brought to you by Pathways to Wholeness Lifestyle Medicine, a group of clinics based in Toronto, Canada, with a special focus on lifestyle medicine. To learn more about what we do, you can go to www.pathwaystoholeness.ca. To stay up to date, remember to subscribe to the podcast. You can do so on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, or wherever else you get your podcast. You can also listen directly on our website or on YouTube. Thank you again for tuning in and remember, your lifestyle is medicine.